like you said, pool school is something we're doing over um, in, in March, and then we'll have some junior pool tournaments over spring break. Um, and Dax uh, Bellinger, he's um, from Twin Cities area. That's a sweet name. And he is a... That in, sounds like a professional pool player. Yeah. He's in the Minnesota Pool Hall of Fame. Actually. Whoa. Yeah. yeah big stuff and he's been leading one of the nation's largest juniors pool leagues for uh, 18 years now and so he's going to bring his experience and expertise to the community center and teach middle school and senior high school kids um, kind of the ins and outs of eight ball pool this is the buffalo community podcast all about the greatest small town in the usa the people in it and how it all works together here are your hosts, Tyler Reese and Mark Benzer. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back. Another episode of the Buffalo Community Podcast. With us today, uh, we have somebody you may or may not recognize. He's out there a little bit on social media. Uh, Adam Leiferman, uh, director at the uh, Buffalo Community Center, downtown Buffalo. Excited to have him in here. So, Adam, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, guys. We have a community center. Why are people complaining on social media yeah. that we don't have a community? I'm totally kidding. Yeah. We'll get we'll get we'll get to that, awesome. and we'll we'll talk a little bit yeah, about it. So, so. but uh, yeah, why don't you bring us a thirty thousand foot view of the Buffalo Community Center so far? All right, the I've been at the Buffalo Community Center for a year now, and uh, just been really excited to be a part of the community. Uh, prior to that, I was with the. Uh, uh, parks department in buffalo so i've been here uh, working for the city for three years now and uh let's see the thirty thousand foot view um we're a place for people to connect um play a place for people to gather mm-hmm. and it's for all ages and uh just just been really happy to to be a part of that uh, in buffalo yeah sure i think a lot of people have a perception of what oh, I'll, maybe i'll speak for myself of what the community center is or was right it was the it was the place where you go have your 50th wedding anniversary it was the place where you maybe meet up with your retired friends and play some cards or you know something of that nature but um whether it was that or not i think there's a there's an effort led by you to to bring youth down there and to offer different programming for them talk a little bit about those efforts what are you offering down there and sure about it um yeah, thanks for bringing bringing that up. I think we we still offer all of that, like all of that. What people envision the community center have been in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still that place for the card groups. We're still that coffee uh, that place for the coffee group to meet. Um, but now we've just expanded so much more, and we've really introduced a lot of youth programs um, and events and activities um, for all ages uh, um, since in, in the last year. And one of them uh, being, for example, the Family Fun Nights, which we host every third Friday of the month. And uh, last month we had family karaoke, so we had oh, nice. um, mothers and daughters singing, you know, Moana songs, oh, right. Disney movies, <laughs> and it, it was just amazing. Um, so just a, a, a t- the community center is a place for everybody for all ages, and, and um, that's what we've been trying to do. Uh, show people and making more of a presence on social media and getting some new people to come on down and it is just an ongoing effort to try to change that um that uh perception perception of the uh, of what people think the community center is so sure it's been fun to it's a 
it's regular that someone comes in every week and and says, uh, yeah, and I didn't know you had activities for kids here. So yeah. we're still reaching that. I think of word of mouth and um, you guys supporting us and and uh, doing things like this is is going to just help us out even more. Where, where can people find you? I, like, okay, many people probably don't know. Mm-hmm. How do we go and find out what's going on there? Um, we are on the city website, so if you go to the um, ci.buffalo.us.mn.us. Yeah. Uh, simple. Yeah, simple. City of Buffalo website. City yeah. of Buffalo. <laughs> Google it. We'll put a link. We'll put a link so you just have to tap it. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, if you look under the Parks and Rec Department, the community center is under that. And sure. you can find our most updated newsletters. Um, you can find a link to all of our uh, upcoming activities that you can register for online. Um, we're, um, uh, that's, that's an easy way to find us on Facebook, Buffalo community center on Facebook. Physically we're at the, uh, we're right, uh, downtown, um, across the street from the downtown post office on the same block as city center and mm-hmm. the police department. Mm-hmm. Um, parking is in the alleyway in the back. Um, a lot of people try to park on those, on the main street there. Yeah. And there's only like four spots. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you're better off. Parking on the backside. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This is completely way off topic, but you know what I find very, very Midwestern is how we describe where something is. We'll never describe it as, oh, it's it's the community center or here's the address. We'll describe everything around <laughs> it. Like like even even my own office. It's like, no, we're behind the bank across the street from here instead of just like the one with our sign out front, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so you just described exactly across from the post office, but you don't want to park in front. You didn't want to park in yeah. the backs. I mean, this has like Charlie Barron's and and that you bet you guy all yeah. over. I'm just how to describe yeah. where you go of of the Midwest. You tell right? your so, folks I says hi. Exa- exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that that that's really funny. Yeah. But uh, um, t- talk a little bit specifically. I've seen um, you know before we hit record, you talked about um, uh, some pool training not swimming pool like billy billiards or correct pool pool um i've seen some video game nights you know get kind of specific on what maybe how you're trying to reach some kids down there other than the karaoke that you already touched on sure uh what we're trying to we're trying to reach out to some of those local professionals in their field that can offer some of their experience to the to the public um one of them uh is a regular at the community center he hosts uh the friday night game tabletop game nights sure um his name's jason and he's going to be um over spring break he's, he's going to be leading a dungeons and dragons kind of like an introduction to dungeons and dragons um and then play a little quest right afterwards so it's very beginner friendly kind of middle school ages up uh-huh. the that uh, netflix show really kind of raised the popularity of dungeons and dragons well, i forget the name of it but stranger things yeah oh okay. yeah. stranger things was really um increase the interest in in that game so sure he's a professional in the field it's going to help lead a class another one uh, like you said pool school is something we're doing over um in in march and then we'll have some junior pool tournaments over spring break um and dax uh bellinger he's um, from twin cities area that's a sweet name and he is a that in, sounds like a professional pool player yeah he's in the minnesota pool hall of fame actually. whoa yeah, yeah big stuff and he's been leading one of the nation's largest juniors pool leagues for uh, 18 years now and so he's going to bring his experience and expertise to the community center and teach middle school and senior high school kids um kind of the ins and outs of eight ball pool 
Do you have pool down there and pool tables? Yeah, we have two nine-foot pool tables. They're open to the public. They're free, uh, and they're open to all ages. So we have uh, our both pool tables are almost consistently used every day um, in the mornings, um, mostly by seniors, and then um, in the in the afternoons they're pretty much open, and and uh, so kids could feel free to come on down on yeah. a Tuesday when we're we're open until five. Doesn't give you a lot of time, but they could come on down and play pool for an hour or so after school sure cool it's one of those it's one of those you know pool has such a it's so closely associated with the smoky bar right and so to think of a a kid you know getting an opportunity to play pool man that's that's rare and and to have to think that there's actually junior leagues for kids it's like what do you just go bring your stack of quarters to a bar and put it on the rail and i got next next, but what a cool opportunity for kids to you know, maybe find that passion in life earlier than, you know, when they turn 21. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, pool tables are common at, you know, resorts and uh, yeah. even at bowling alleys and yep. things. So I think they're around, but, um, and and it's something that a, a kid might play once or twice and yeah. be interested in, but then they don't make it back there. And I think right. that having these public pool yeah. tables is something more accessible for them. And if it's something your kids want to try... Pool tables are expensive, yeah, and they're tough to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Like if if you go and buy one, yeah. they're really they're truck toppers. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, what a perfect avenue to get down there. You play, it's free. Go and see if you like it. If you're thinking about getting one, you yeah. know, yep. one your kid might be excited about it for the weekend, yeah. and then they throw the cue ball through the patio yeah. door, and you're like, oh, son of a gun, let's get rid of this thing. <laughs> so go well, go down to the community yeah. center to to do that. And I don't think I've ever known a pool player that wasn't self taught. Right. Yeah. To have an opportunity to have somebody teach you, you know, you just learn from one. Just kind of eyeball it. You're like, oh, right. my arms are too short. Yeah, like I just use that stick. Yeah. You yeah. know, but <laughs> anyway, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're not originally from Buffalo. You are a transplant. Yeah, yeah. I'm originally from Truman, Minnesota, small town of 1,200 people um, down near Fairmont, um, so southern Minnesota. My wife is from Elk River, so we met uh, in Maple Grove when I was working there many years ago. Um, a week after we got married, we moved out to Casper, Wyoming uh, for a 10-month seasonal gig, turned into 10 years, and worked for the Wyoming Game and Fish out there for 10 years, and uh, then came back here in 2018, worked for Maple Grove for a year, realized the, the uh, it wasn't a good fit for me, kind of like the small town feel. Miss, sure. I missed that, and uh, Buffalo was an excellent fit, and I knew right away. Tell us a little bit about that Game and Fish. That Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it was pretty cool. The, I worked at a fish hatchery for, for 10 years. Uh, you live on site at the fish hatchery, and I was one of only two statewide distribution drivers, and what that meant is you drive fish around and stock lakes. Sure. So with that, there was a lot of community outreach, engagement, school groups, meeting at the lakes, and teaching them a little bit about um, what the game and fish department, the fishery side of things does. Um and I got to travel all over the state, of course, uh, as well as around the country, too. We, we would trade, the state of Wyoming would trade fish with Arkansas and Oklahoma and Idaho. And so you travel sure. all around transporting fish. Trading, Tra- trading trout. fish. And trading, yes. Yeah, you trout. Tr- yes, trout. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so a state like Oklahoma doesn't have the cold water to raise trout. Yeah. A state like Wyoming doesn't have the warm water to raise uh, bluegill sure. so you would 
travel there. You'd drop off trout, bring back mm-hmm. bluegill. Is it one to one? Is it one trout for one bluegill? I'm, or I'm, I'm thinking gotta, trout like get a little bit better price yeah. than one bluegill. You're right. Yep. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it reminds me of Five you know because trout, trout are pretty delicate, mm-hmm. which is really funny because I would see a video it's like oh you know don't don't take this fish out of water, but when they transport them into like a stream they just buckets of them just <laughs> dump them all in there and but uh, just so hug them in. that yeah. was kind of like your job that was transporting mm-hmm. fish that's pretty cool yeah awesome nice. I've been to a fish hatchery, trout, in Decorah, Iowa. They have a trout fish hatchery. That's the end of the story. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, apparently you're done now. Let's, let's yeah, talk about this yeah, one. <laughs> right. um, you have, um, you like to mountain bike. Yeah. There's not a lot of that around here. Yeah, but. yeah, the little bit here and there uh, in the region. Um, and we're trying to expand that. Yeah. Um, so I, I started mountain biking out there in wyoming in the, in the mountains and traveling around racing and racing competitively do, with that but do they just call it biking when you're in the mountains <laughs> oh that's a good question <laughs> still mountain biking okay. yeah <laughs> just asking it's just real asking. mountain biking. <laughs> yeah, yeah real, mountain real. Bike. Yeah. it's a capital m yeah right <laughs> and uh i was a part of a, a team that um started a little mountain biking race league in, in casper it started with six people riding bikes around the city park and then on mondays every month every other monday throughout the summer we'd have up to 120 140 people riding riding their mountain bikes so that was something that created out there in casper but anyway um trying to expand some of the trail systems here in buffalo as well which i've i've been a part of in the last couple of years the fat bike um, snowshoe trail behind the target and bentfield mills yep um helps um, create that um, and maintained some of that over the, the last couple of years. Um, there's also the new trail that was introduced, I think, last year called at Trapper's Pond Park in town. Have you guys? I've heard that? of it. I have not been able to to get out there, but uh, okay. We uh, it's just kind of a skills park, is what we called it, and we have almost a, a almost a half of a mile of different trails in that little park. Uh-huh. Um, it's just a little community park uh, over by Northwinds Elementary, mm-hmm. and uh, we have some features, some little ramps, yep. some jumps, some dirt jumps. Um, it's a neat little park because, like, unless you drive back there, you don't know it's there. Yeah. I mean, I discovered it accidentally one time, actually, searching for the Buffalo Days medallion. It wasn't yeah. there. But, yeah, it, I mean, if, if anybody, it's Trapper's Pond Park. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. You can enter from Circle Drive or what's the other road um, on the north side? That you know, through yeah, Fox, Fox Fox Trail, Trail. to um, Quail, I think. Yeah, yeah, um, really cool park. So go there. I think there's a pond there and your swing set. Yep. And did oh, you take your bike off any sweet jumps? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, my buddy brought his one with pegs over. Yeah, and, and right. he was kind of selfish on it but oh it's very awesome fun. if you get a chance check out uh just google trappers pond park and youtube and there's several youtube videos that different people have posted a really cool one by a username minnesota maverick is a teenager in town and okay super, that's cool name. super sick super yeah. sick they're super cool guys super sick what they're doing for the community and it's just super sick having someone like this so close to my house man these trails are just so sick this guy up here this is one of the trail builders his name is adam he- a super cool guy. 
<laughs> sick, bro. If that, that, you see it, you'll. Yeah, he's a super sick. Yeah, yeah. quite a few times. I oh, saw. Well, I know, we're it's, gonna we're gonna watch him before you leave. Yeah, <laughs> I saw. I did see one with the 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 goofy guy. I don't even. I saw. Oh, saw Ivan that. the inspector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very geared towards kids, but I yep. Had, I had to check that one out. It's it's great. I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Got to see it. But uh, biking, your brother, he's uh, pretty oh, famous. Yeah, my younger brother, uh, Chris Leiferman, if you ever are into triathlon or anything, check him out. He's um, one of the top Ironman triathletes in the country and up there in the world rankings as well. Um, but, wow. yeah, I used to, used to ride bike with him, and then he just went another level. And yeah. Sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Now I just hold on for dear life when I'm, whenever right. we go on for a, a ride together because he's just, he's yeah. Just, yeah. Have you ever done an Ironman? I have not. Have you been tempted to do one with him? No, not with him. <laughs> yeah, uh, like the same day. Sure. Set the pace for him <laughs> someday, maybe. Sure. Yeah, the, the swimming thing, uh, two and a two and a half miles of swimming at one time is. Whew, oh, yeah, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Um, and then you're not even done. No, and then it's 112 mile bike, <laughs> and then a full marathon run after that, 26 miles. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, he's he's done pretty well. He's been out to the Kona World Championships a couple times. To, Fourth place once and tenth place once and wow, neat. Got wow. got a little ways to go before I'm at that level, but yeah, you know, <laughs> start at the the, the uh, Buffalo Triathlon and work your way up. That's yeah, yeah. that's really what he did. It, it was a uh, Stillwater, I think, might have been his no Mankato, sure. Um, triath sprint distance triathlon was sure. his very first and just kept progressing. Yep, that's awesome. Interesting. What are you most looking forward to in the next six months to a year with the Buffalo Community Center? Oh, just just continuing to expand our family activities. Um, uh, do a little bit more outdoor um, outdoor activities, outdoor programs. Um, using City Center Park more often with with bingo in City Center Park. For those that don't know, it's it's right here on the same block as the community center. It's just across the parking lot. Um, so it's just a, a green space. There isn't a play set or anything, yeah. um, but it's just a green space that we can use for sure. some of our activities. Um, so yoga, we, we've done out there in the past and we build on that. Um, bingo, we've tried out there in the past and it seems like every time we try it, we get the wind is too strong or something oh. happens. So we end <laughs> I up, had it too. End yeah. up relocating. <laughs> yeah. But um, there's a lot of interest in that. We've had good um, family and community yeah. bingo on this last summer. So we're going to continue to do that. Uh, we want to have a presence at every concerts in the park this sure. year. So sure. at all 10 of them, something, um, family oriented, um, activity maybe before the, the concert. So, yeah. um, more outdoor, outdoor things. Cool. Um, we don't have the, the space when you think community center, a lot of people think the big grand, um, pool and, and yeah, and like Maple Grove, like Maple whatever. Grove yeah. and place centers. We don't have that space, but, um, we, we try to do the best that we can with yeah. what we have and um, and then expand, just, yeah. just do some outdoor stuff. What goes into the operation? I mean, is, it, is this a, a one-man show that's that's putting on this, you know, these offerings, or how who, who else is all involved in this? Definitely not. Uh, at the community center, we have staff. It's myself and Terry Welter um, and Kelly, Kelly McConville, um, kind of administrative 
uh, duties Kelly does. Uh, Terry is the assistant there and does uh, pretty much runs uh, the day-to-day mm-hmm. operations, it feels like, and all the activities that go on there throughout the day. Um, she's there right now, and we have tax preparations. There's 25 people there right now for tax Fun. preparations. There's mm-hmm. another 30 people there playing a hand-and-foot card game. There's another six people there. As, as I was leaving, the place was packed. Um, people playing pool, uh, and then a large group of eight to 12 people, eight, eight or 10 people drinking coffee in the back dining room area. So well, sure. The place was busy today. Being yeah. used. Um, so yeah, Terry's busy doing that right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, besides that, the volunteer hours are incredible there. With all of our different programs, we, at the end of the year, we, we tallied up some of the average hours that are worked and are, that are volunteered for the different programs like bison fishing forever, um, like the Meals on Wheels, um, the weaver groups that that weaves plastic bags into bedrolls and then donated to the homeless. The volunteers have put in over five thousand hours in, in just wow. in just a year. The dining program we have a dining program and we have lunch every Monday and Wednesday. Um, so there's three volunteers that donate an hour and a half of their time every single Monday and Wednesday. All that adds up. Yeah. 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 So we're very oh. thankful for uh, the community members that that want to get involved. Yeah. You, you guys also do some real cool fe- featuring stuff with like local artists and everything for like a month and get new people in there. So it's that community outreach, which I think is great. Um, I don't, I don't remember who it is this month, but um, my wife, I'm selfishly plugging that. I said, Oh, fantastic. You know, uh, but it's that pulling in local uh, community, local people just to kind of say, Hey, here's what we have, you mm-hmm. know, come in and enjoy it. So thank you for doing that. Oh, um, yeah. So I know it's been very fun experiencing some of that stuff this year. Yeah, you're uh, you're welcome. We, I think it started off as just wanting some new art on the wall, sure. and now it's like, wow, there's cool. people are coming in <laughs> to like just view the art, and that's that's pretty yeah. rad. Yeah. Something that we weren't uh, we were hoping was going to happen, right? Yeah, but like yeah. It, it really turned out cool. It worked, yeah, very cool. Uh, any special dates? You know, you, you touched on some of the weekly things that happen. Any any special dates coming up that you want to get out there? Obviously, you can find it on the website. But uh. yeah, um, a few things that uh, we're excited about are Cinco de Mayo party. Um, we're going to have on on fifth of May. When is of that? Course. <laughs> <laughs> on the fifth of May, um, we're having a, a DJ and some uh, traditional. Um, activities for for Cinco de Mayo to celebrate that day. Um, Spring break is going to be packed with stuff. We're going to expand our hours until 8 p.m. every night of spring break. So we definitely want families and kids. We're going to have something lined up every night from um, the Dungeons and Dragons to family karaoke, a couple of different pool tournaments throughout that that week for middle school and for teenagers. Um, So, yeah, just just look for us at our... um, Upcoming events on spring break. We're going to have something every sure. year. Get anybody uh, doing Pokemon card stuff? There was. So last month, there was a group that came in on that second Friday of every month. We have um, uh, RPG gaming, role play gaming night yeah. on the second Friday of every month. And they're there from 6 p.m. until 10 p.m. And a group came in just to trade cards. So in the back sure. dining room, this is what Jason told me yesterday, but uh, and he's the Wright County Geeks president. Um, and they host that role-play gaming every second Friday. And uh, he said that in the back dining room, there's a bunch of kids just trading cards, playing video games while they were doing Dungeons and Dragons in the front room. There's a bunch of board games, um, like the Settlers of Catan. Just a geek 
dream. It is. Yeah. yeah. It is. <laughs> just like, wow, look at this. I ask for my boys because they're like Pokemon freaks. And yeah. They, they would have loved that. So yeah, yeah. we'll have to keep an eye on it if, if it happens again. And, and there, it's open to all ages. If you do have a middle school kid, we, they ask that you have an adult supervision while you're there. Yeah. Um, but it's open to all ages. And it, even the toddlers that aren't into the gaming, we do have a playroom that the toddlers can kind of hang out in and, and play uh, some of the games that we have in there and build blocks and cool and Legos and stuff. Very cool. Who knew? Lots happening. Adam knew. Adam knew. <laughs> and that's why we have him here. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Well, thank you for coming in. We really appreciate it. Good luck at the community center for the rest of the year. And uh, keep an eye out for them. Follow them on Facebook. Go to the city website. We'll put a link so it's easy so we don't have to remember exactly what that web address is. But for the Buffalo Community Podcast, I'm Tyler Reese. I'm Mark Benzer. I'm Adam Leiberman. Thanks for listening to the Buffalo Community Podcast, produced by Edlin Media. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube, as well as anywhere you listen to podcasts.